Hello, Internet, and welcome to Say Report Junior, a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. I am one of your host companions, Zach Sarawick. God, so close. So close to a real opening. <laughs> well, because I wanted to do that. I'm your other host companion, co-host companion person, Dale Decker. Did we watch Mrs. Doubtfire no, this week or something? No, that I, I literally have never seen that movie before. Um, but I, I was like yelling up to Devin from the basement and I was just, and I just started going, hello, but I wasn't trying to imitate Mrs. Doubtfire or in any way, shape or form. I just started doing it. Just channeled the spirit of Robin Williams. I don't even know. It was like some weird high pitched <clears throat> thing. And then, yeah. So, well, I Dale, need. control yourself. We have stuff to talk about <laughs> this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're ready or not to do a whole episode Fuck of the show. I keep you. doing this. I can keep doing it, Dale. I can't. I lost it. Those are the two things. That's all I had. Um, uh, Twin Peaks. I got nothing. Star Wars. <laughs> I said something funny <laughs> the other day about Star Wars. I can't remember it. Oh, you said, do we do we want to talk about Star Wars? I mean, there's not. Here's there's the disclaimer. Star Hold, Wars on. Is coming. Hold on. Before. Hold on. I know that. I started this episode so professionally, and then I realized we had no way to start talking about any of the things we want to start talking no. about. It's fine. And you started this episode off professionally. I royally <laughs> screwed up. Um. Here's the disclaimer for this episode. First of all, yes, I am eating Nutella and bread because I need it. <laughs> because my mind is a mess Dale's, right now. Dale's mind has been warped. <laughs> but second of all, this is going to be a huge spoiler episode. So, for Ready or Not. For Ready or Not. And so, the opening, like, hour or so of, of Control. Control. And if you haven't seen a trailer... For um, the Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Even, I haven't even seen the trailer. No, I, I know. Talk about it. Because uh, there's pictures. Be but yes, if you're someone who is specifically trying to avoid talk about Star Wars until you just see it later, yeah. we're going to talk about that too. So yeah. I guess we'll see you guys next week. This yeah. is going to be just a private come, conversation between me and Dale now. Come back to this episode because we're going to talk about some stuff. I, yeah. I feel like there I was mean, another thing that we were going to talk I'm, about. I'm sure we will. We'll that, scream it out when it happens. But, but honestly... Here's the deal. I could also wholeheartedly say that Dale and I endorse you going to go see Ready or Not and then hearing us talk about it. Uh, yes. And I think, despite her need for comfort food, uh, she would endorse you going to uh, play Control, yes. which I'm also going to do. Yes. Um, so yes. if you don't want to hear us talk about it till later, go play Control and at least listen to the go through the opening before uh, you hear us you talk about it because yeah. we would both heartily endorse that. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I get you, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, we're not going to say anything that's not publicly available. But if you're purposely trying to avoid it, I got nothing for you because we're going to talk about it yeah. for like two minutes. Yeah, it's going to be quick. That's going to be the quickest part of this episode. We might <laughs> yeah. as well get it over the way right now. Right, right now, five, four, three, two, one. J.J. Abrams is lying to us. J.J. <laughs> Abrams is lying to us. He's showing us stuff that is purposely meant to just like confuse you. He's showing you a dream sequence, or he's showing you another one of the special weird, like Luke in the tree or Ray in the hole visions, and or 
C-3PO is secretly Palpatine the whole time. One of those two things. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Palpatine, Palpatine <laughs> did like the, the transcendence, put his brain inside a robot thing, but he did it to C-3PO. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good choice. Um, no, uh, but maybe... you said something about possibly Evil Ray being a thing that yes. you would like to see, and I need to know why. Okay. Where your so, head's at. All right. I'm so, not against it. I'm just confused. You're just confused? All right. So here's here's my thing about Star Wars. I do not... I like Star Wars. Star Wars is fun. I like making stupid theories up when it comes to Star Wars that I know no one wants to hear. Uh, <laughs> But so you like trolling. Yes. What you said is you like trolling Star Wars fans. But the thing is, is that I don't actively, I don't put it out there because I don't want to upset people. <laughs> One guy to take it too seriously, and the next thing you know, you've nuked Twitter from orbit, so you never yeah. have to see it again. Exactly. Yeah. So Not like, understandable. It's just, I get that. I've been in <laughs> I've been in situations where I have brought up opinions of mine regarding Star Wars. And I have basically gotten ostracized and, like, just be, like, just, you know, outcast from the conversation because I watch those movies very differently than everybody else because I came to the, I came very late to the party and... To, to be fair, you were born late to that party. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, <laughs> true. Um, but Even in just... terms of when, like, episode one came out, I was in the sixth grade. Yeah. You were in what, kindergarten? Like... Probably, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it really is this thing that I have fun with, but I don't have the same, like, feelings as other people do. And that's fine. Like, I'm happy there are diehard Star Wars fans in the world. I'm that It makes me very happy. But I also know that I can't share many opinions with many of them because I don't want to start a fight. Well, when uh, I'm really not going to be upset at the end of the fight. I don't want yeah, to upset I mean, anybody. It's a thing myself. that I get upset about because I get upset anytime I start to headcanon shit because that's <laughs> just the type of person I am. But I am actually in a similar boat to you. Yeah. I like Star Wars. I like sitting down and watching Star Wars movies. I like just being in that world. It's great. Yes. I don't harbor yeah. like huge feelings for it. But as like the English major part of me. Mm -hmm gets into fights about Star Wars on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I will say. No, I get that. I mean, <laughs> I so can like, sit here, I can sit here and tell you my t my favorite Star Wars movies are Solo and Force Awakens, and then I really like the prequels. And the original trilogy is just like, nah, it's there. <laughs> that is a very unpopular opinion. Uh, mm, yes. <laughs> hmm. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> yes, but also, the original trilogy is, like, extremely rote storytelling. Mm. It's, by design, it's very basic storytelling. Oh, it's yeah. just, like, the same story you've already heard, but in space with swords that exactly. are lasers. Yeah. So, like, I, the I idea mean... that you would feel that way is actually not that crazy. Yeah. I mean, the prequel trilogy is, like, weird because George Lucas was, like, what if I did this family movie about politics? Yeah. It's just buck wild the... on that notion. But <laughs> yes. I'm also not – but, like, I mean, going just from, like, age and probably those – now I'm going to be presumptuous – probably the first 
at least at least one of those movies was the first Star Wars movie you saw. I'm going to guess one of the first Star Wars movies you saw was one of the prequel films uh, before no. the others. Really? Uh, uh, I don't know. I've The thing with Star Wars is that I've definitely, like, I've seen bits of... Actually, I might have seen whichever one... <laughs> whatever one Anakin becomes Darth Vader. So, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, That's episode Reven three. Revenge of the Sith. I remember seeing that vaguely in the theater. But, like, I got nothing out of it other That's than... because it's not only the end of that trilogy, it's also meant to bridge you to the old oh, trilogy. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. specifically got, a movie but, that demands you watch other but it's movies. Not even, but it's not even because of that. It's just because I was young. Like, I just don't remember the movie. The only thing I remembered from that movie, and even now still, because all of them are just a jumble mess in my brain, um, I cannot tell you what happens in each movie. I can tell you the Star Wars story. I could tell you what happens, but I can't tell you what happens in the individual movies, except for the most recent movies and the most recent trilogy, right? Um, but <laughs> the the thing about Revenge of the Sith, I guess, is the biggest thing for me that came out of it was watching Anakin become Darth Vader on the table. Like, that is the only thing <laughs> oh, I remember. One of the most derided scenes by nerds? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like it's only that, because of that, the no it's only because of the screaming no yeah afterwards. yeah it's just it, that was really all i had i mean like i said i knew star one of my most famous college quotes is when when we were taught everybody in when i went to school knew i hadn't seen star wars and it kind of became a joke of the department uh, i think we've talked about that we have before. talked about we've it. at least talked about it privately if not on this yeah podcast. no we've but definitely yes, that sounds familiar we've definitely talked about it and one of my professors was talking about yoda and he like called me out and was like uh i mean dale won't know who that is and i like yelled in the middle of class like i live in the world so like i i <laughs> And the class kind of stopped for a couple of minutes, <laughs> and everybody just this like, like this is like when Devin was very upset that I had never seen Godfather, and I was like, but also I live in the world, and I can tell you a lot about Godfather, yeah. and by a lot I mean two scenes, but yeah. still, clearly but it's got me this far. The thing is, is like <laughs> I knew a lot about Star Wars, I just had never seen them. So then I I watched them, and like the things that I held on to when I first very first watch them was that oh the jedi are kind of assholes yes and yes. hold on to that feeling and yes. <laughs> and the sith aren't entirely wrong and like well, those kind of things okay. scare me when i think that way i will tell you that the sith are mostly wrong but the answer is that the Sith are wrong, but the Jedi are not the ones who should be trying to stop the Sith. No, I, the, that's where I fall. The, on but that. the the thing about that sentence that, that that thing I just said about the Sith aren't entirely wrong is coming from Anakin being like, mm. "You're not the all powerful. The yeah. Jedi are not the all powerful. You yeah. guys are just another group, pretty much. You hold you hold yourself in more high regard." And it, you're like arrogant. You're arrogant assholes. And yes. that's what I was like. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, the Sith. I'm not blind to it. The Sith are still evil. They're still yeah. bad guys. No, but, but that one use... notion, that notion of Anakin, and it's really like I rally behind Anakin in a in a weird way. And I rally like, and rally might be the wrong term, 
But it's you it's, feel bad. You it's very easy it, to feel bad yes. for Anakin, especially at the end of that trilogy. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's this whole thing where Which I'm is like, by well, design. But... I love Anakin and I love Darth Vader now because the how that character was built, how Darth Vader was built is this crazy thing. And then you get to see in the at the end of the original trilogy, like, yeah, he's still human. Anakin is still in there. It's just, you know, clouded it's like he's clouded in this darkness right and that's the whole thing of star wars pretty much is that there's this balance and there you you walk the line then i started reading up about gray jedi sorry you hold on we have to go back i need to make some sort of johnny cash joke johnny with cash. that walk the line thing i just got nothing got nothing okay anyway back um, to your great jedi the, the <laughs> thing so then i started reading a lot about gray jedi and i was like sitting at the computer at home just like in like just absorbing all of this information about the gray Jedi. And I'm like, why is this not the story that's being told? Like, why is this in some weird subtext being told, but it's never talked about? Because it was specifically in that weird subtext in the extended universe, because it was in a place where George Lucas couldn't come in and be like, but no, I don't want it to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, (laughs) so I, I got like upset that I'm like, all right, so Luke is a great, and I started like coming up with those things. I'm like, Luke's a great Jedi. Uh, Anakin's a great Jedi. And yet we don't talk about that. And like, I understand that that's wholly my feelings on the subject. And I understand that they have definitely chosen their sides more. But like, when, when Luke walks in in the black freaking outfit with, um, you know, Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> right? I'm like, yes. okay, yeah. So how can you not discuss the fact that he walks the freaking line? Like, how can you not discuss that? And anytime I would want to, but anytime I would want to, the the conversation would just die. Like, nobody wanted to talk about that. And same thing with Anakin. And it's like... I was going to say, the unfortunate answer is it's because the movies are simple. The movies are not asking you to go that complex. And the extended universe did that, and then Disney nuked the extended universe. But, like, and I think that that's why The Last Jedi generated so much of the conversation it did was because Ryan Johnson came in and was like, but what if we had those conversations? And people were like, no, but this is not the simple storytelling that this saga is supposed to be. So, like... But that's... (sighs) Here's a reason why I'm, like okay if ray is evil or or if she's a great like like there are there are those things where i'm like finally some of these things can get tackled in these new movies and that's why i gravitate them not so much last jedi because i didn't i did not love last jedi i loved (laughs) moments in it and those moments are between kylo ren and ray who are, are who are my two favorite characters now in you know in the Star Wars universe and then Anakin and Rose, but um nobody else loves Rose and you know I have to no, give her the Rose love. Rose is fine. Everybody, I love I love Rose. I, I think Rose is why great. People don't like Rose, but the thing oh, but that's the, uh, I mean racism and sexism yeah, is yeah, the answer exactly. there. But I mean but, I love Rose. She just got tacked onto Finn's bad storytelling in the set in exactly. Last Jedi. I've but already the, talked about that. But, but, anyway. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like Force Awakens very much shows that Kylo Ren could be gray but he doesn't like realize that no it's okay that you're both good and evil because he's just trying to follow in the father in, in his 
in Grandpa Vader's steps. Like, it's very much like this was kind of like a father figure to me. I need to follow him. I can't follow the good side of me. I need to follow him. And it's like, okay, cool. So so I am just excited for the possibility of, first of all, a hero becoming evil and being that way. Because for me, that would be the coolest freaking twist. Could you imagine... Halfway the world through Rise would... of Skywalker, there's like a turn where all of a sudden Rey goes bad and Kylo has to turn around and be like, fuck you. I'm yes. Ben Solo. Yeah. I'm a Skywalker and he's the one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Honestly, <laughs> that would be amazing to me. That would that would be the movie I would want in a way. But it's not going to happen. And no, if it because J.J. Abrams is not that storyteller no, is the problem. No, but that's like that final image in that trailer and the image that's been floating around the internet, it gives me like a small little glimmer of hope that they could do something really, really cool with those characters. And the thing is, is that she doesn't have to be all evil. She could... I truly think that Rey is a freaking gray Jedi and no, that they're I mean, finally going to tackle the way, that. If, you're go- if you want to take what Force Awakens did and you want to take what ta- what uh, The Last Jedi kind of altered from that and, and set its own path, I would say that the gray Jedi thing is ultimately where it should land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to take that to its logical conclusion of like this continued thing of either, either you take like uh, good completely eradicates bad and it just like admits to the fact that like the bad is the bad we just get rid of it instead of this whole fucking sometimes they're in charge sometimes yeah. the bad wins and then a bunch of people have to die and then sometimes the good wins and then sometimes the bad wins and more people have to die and yeah. they say fuck it how about we just get rid of the people killing people that's one option the other option is to come in and be like well or also we accept that there's bad shit in us and we actually just try to like work with it Mm-hmm. instead of this whole fucking back and forth we keep yeah. doing because that also would stop people from dying yeah and that's the I logical mean... conclusion that i think uh last jedi sets up and i just wish i had enough like information i wish i wish jj abrams was that person yeah the problem is i don't think that's what jj abrams no. does story-wise yeah and that's the thing is that you know i have all of these hopes and wants and i just and, and no like i don't know for sure i just I also understand how that community works, and I feel like if that was how this story ended, people would be very upset, um, and I don't think they would risk that to to tell an interesting story. I don't think they would risk that, and that's sad on some levels <laughs> because yes. it's like you have that power to like change people's mind and to and to show them, hey guys. Everything that we told you is true, but there is this third option that, that you know, also works and can be the, 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 the change in the world that we need. Like, it could become this whole, it could become this whole big thing, and I don't, and I, it would make me really happy. Um, but, yeah, I just, so that image of her makes me super happy. I I also do like a good villain story and a and um good villains in general and to see a character who has been this like vision of hope and this and this um you know leader in a lot of ways become this villain is something that is so cool to me and so interesting. And I'm and like she doesn't have to do anything despicable or anything, but she could 
And I think I would still love her, like, as a character. Just because someone is evil in a movie, you know, I mean, I don't know. I have this whole weird notion about villains in movies. <laughs> and villains are fun to watch in movies. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, like, they are. There's also, I mean, and this is going into entirely other things that we definitely don't need to get into tonight. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a hot topic. Maybe not. <clears throat> but the problem... Let me think if it was right. I want to word this. Uh, Star Wars has done this already, and uh, like Ray going evil might also do this, is the problem of, yes, villains are cool to look at, but if you make them so cool to sympathize, you also are just like, I don't care that they're mass murderers. They're cool. Is kind exactly. of a situation yeah, that Star not... Wars has run into. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I don't know. This is a problem. Like, at this point, I don't know what I want out of Star Wars because I know where it would probably go because of the way it tells stories, and that's fine. Mm. But also, like, I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I'm at a point where, point where basically I don't know how I feel about Star Wars in general mm. as a story anymore. Mm-hmm. I would like to see how it ends and then make that decision, I think, is the way that that goes. Yeah. But, like, they could show me as much interesting, like, off the wall shit as they want, but unless they're like uh, going to talk about like, like they're like I put this out on Twitter the other day. I was like, you know what? I realized that I keep going around being like, I don't want Ray to be a Skywalker. I don't want Ray to be a Skywalker because I really don't. But I you don't know what? Either. But you know what? If someone came into this movie, the movie, something completely out of the extended universe came into the movie canon and went, we created Ray out of fucking midichlorians like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Which yep. is the legit canon birth of Anakin yep. was that Palpatine created him out of midichlorians. I would love that. It's bat shit. It's like, do that. Yes. If you're going to do, if you're going to do that, go crazy with it. Yeah. Because that's what I want. I no, want you to go I fuck agree. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I agree. Because that, that is something that I used to talk about too. It's an interesting place for her to come from. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not just, and... that, that's not just, oh, we needed someone to secretly be a Skywalker. Yeah. No, and it's also the whole thing of, you know, Kylo being like, your parents are nobodies. Like, mm-hmm. they literally are nobody. Like, you yeah. don't have parents. You have cell, like, <laughs> you're you have a science. Jedi test tube, your, Congratulations. Your, your parents is science, pretty much, Ray. Like, and live with that. But no, the, like, I don't know. It's, for me, the, like, I don't, there is a other part of me that doesn't want her to be wholly bad. I well, no, want her to I be don't... a great Jedi, but I think I want, I don't want that scene to be a vision. I don't <laughs> want that to be a dream. I want that to happen. And I want that to be like rock bottom for her. Something she legitimately struggles to <clears throat> go yes. against. Yes. Yeah. No, that's also, yeah, that that's also is cool. how you show that story. <clears throat> that's how you show that story. And then it is like, it could be like this, you know, thing between her and Kylo. And again, I don't want them to get together. I don't really want Raylo or whatever that is. That's the other funny I, thing. She I, turns out to be a Skywalker and all of a sudden all the fucking Raylo shit just falls apart. That's yeah. another reason I might be okay with it in the end. Mm. <laughs> just to watch everybody scream to but the like, heavens that Raylo can't happen now. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I just want them to be like best fucking friends. Like that's honestly what I want out of that, out of that team. And I want them both to be like, yeah, we realized want- what we realized what we each did was kind of crazy, and like, Kylo, you did a lot of bad, 
but you know, you want, you want Katara and Zuko. You want Katara and Zuko much. from Last Airbender, where she's like dragging him along, like this is how you be a good person, yeah. you idiot. There's, I think, <laughs> this there's is how some I romance you. there, though. There's some tension. Yeah. There's some tension, but ultimately she ends up with Aang. We know, know this. Yeah. Canonical. That's what I mean, though. Yeah. Like you get, you have. That's why. I, that's specifically why I chose those two. <laughs> that no, you have. There's obvious tension that everybody yeah. talks about. Yeah. But it's more of a like they are good. They are very good friends. They make each other better. They make each other better. Exactly. And she drags him along exactly. and is like, "Moron, be a good person already." Yeah. It's like... yeah. yeah. And it's you know. Uh, and yeah. Again, again, like Kylo can't be a hundred percent forgiven what he for what he's done, but like, it just is another level of interesting storytelling to have this person like be forced i don't know it's just yeah the the and and when i say all that stuff about villains it's like the dark side in star wars is this really interesting thing because you have a lot of cool bad people in it but and a there's, lot of dorks on the light side and and but a lot of dorks but it's not even that like you also have dorks <laughs> on the dark side like kylo ren is very much a little uh, like a bumbling idiot at times this but he's true. also super <laughs> capable like he knows what he has to do he knows what he's capable of i just the light in him makes him this like bumbling fool because he knows that like something i'm doing is wrong there's a there's a good force ghost on his shoulder that just keeps tripping him every time he tries to do yeah. he pull, keeps pulling away that football every time he's gonna do something real evil yeah it's like, yep, never mind. But yeah, it's it's this thing. Villains villains are fun to watch in television shows and in movies, but the the villains in Star Wars are some of the most interesting ones to me. Because they do a lot of them, a lot of the people on the dark side do kind of walk that gray Jedi line. Not perfectly, and I keep making that reference. Um, but not perfectly. Like they all ultimately are on the dark side, but the fact that there's now introduction of, and we've already seen it with Anakin and, but you they're, know. they're on the, they're on the dark side by way of the Jedi define what the light side is. Yes. And that's yeah. a very flawed definition. Yeah. yeah. Which it's, is, yeah. Because that's just, the other, that's the other thing. Like you get into the great Jedi and you get into the territory of, Oh, you're just saying that both sides could be equally good. We should say the space Nazis might have some good ideas. No, that's not what we're saying. No, no. no. Space Nazis are bad. We know this. Yeah. Space Nazis are bad, the Empire should be defeated, the First Order should be gone. But we also have to recognize that the reason the Space Nazis existed is because the Jedi came in and said, feelings are bad, mm -hmm. be a man, yeah. exactly. and hide your feelings. Exactly. Which, like, that made me so angry when I was watching the, the, the prequels. I'm like, how? <clears throat> how can you even, how can you rally against these people who claim to be good when they're like, yeah, don't don't feel anything yeah. and it's like in a way that's evil like that is an evil way to look at stuff you can't just not feel anything because then you're numb to everything yeah. like it's just it's it's a really cool interesting dynamic between the two and that's why i freaking love gray jedi and that's why i'm so hoping that kylo and ray are gray jedi and i i'm i'm always like what i'm rooting for at this point is i'm rooting to be surprised what i want out of rise of skywalker is to just be surprised, surprised. i agree yeah. and then and then i will judge my feelings about everything else 
accordingly after that. Yeah. Um, no, I but agree. I can tell you what I found surprising. Ready or not? Uh, yes. Thank you. I was. I didn't really actually know how I was going with that sentence. You saved me. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. I was. I knew the second I watched the poster for <laughs> Ready or Not that I was going to enjoy Fair this enough. movie. Mm-hmm. But I was still so pleasantly surprised by just how entertaining front to back that movie is. Oh no, I I 100% agree. The there. Trailers have been doing a pretty good job lately in that they show a lot of stuff but and that could ruin the movie for some people, but all of that stuff happens in the beginning. Yes. Yes. And, everything that I can think of that, yeah, you're right. Everything or, I can think of from the Ready or Not trailer is like in the first third of that yeah. movie, first half. Or, or it's the very last I, scene. But, like, in the trailer, you have no context. And, like, there were moments in the movie where I'm like, how is that scene from the trailer even going to happen now? <laughs> and then it happens, and I'm like, oh, damn! <laughs> That's, like, there was still that surprise. So trailers are doing a good job lately. I'm just going to lay that out there right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, that, and I think what we're seeing is like, especially trailers for like more independent films, which are getting fewer and fewer as Disney like just explodes onto everything. Yeah. But I think what's happening is that the smaller studios that are getting their stuff out there are going. We need to have as much control to sell this thing as possible without giving it away, because that's like what they have going for them yeah. is yeah. this like an unpredictability. Like you go to a Disney movie anything under the Disney name at this point, and you're going to kind of know what you're getting, mm -hmm. which is fine. Everybody needs their comfort food. It doesn't need to be in three-fourths of every theater, but we all need our comfort food. Um, but, like, I, I like the idea of, like, like, I watched that trailer, and the thing that sold me on that trailer was, like, okay, Bumbling Fools mm -hmm. <laughs> and Winona Earp <laughs> and... Adam Brody. That's all I really need to know about this movie. And I'm going to go into this movie like, yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see all of these people doing these things. This yeah. looks great. Yeah. I just oh, got... Man. I, the, the thing that got me there was like, again, like bumbling, just hilarity. And it felt very purge. But like in a... Not... Okay. I don't know how to accurately It's It's extremely, it's a, it's a movie that is somehow extremely like heavy handed in its message, but because it is a extremely campy movie, like makes that heavy handedness work for it. Yes. Like for the, me. It, yeah. No, it's like, it's weird how I, how I want to describe how it's like the purge is like all the fun stuff of the purge felt like in this movie and like all the scary shit of the purge was just like replaced with hilarity. <laughs> and like just fun and enjoyment which is weird but there was like the when the when the purge is starting to like happen and starting to commence you get those like i'm gonna use jokerisms that happen um like you can very you've seen the purge movies right i've seen the first purge okay movie. so it, but it no i know exactly but, more... but i know exactly what you mean even from the first one. Yeah. It happens a little <clears throat> bit more in the in the sequels, but like you can always tell when someone that you see in at the at, in the daylight is going to come back and kill somebody in the, at, at night because of their mannerisms and because of how they speak and it's just like in this like creepy tone cuz they're like you know I'm coming back. 
you 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 cross me. This is my one night where I can do this and cross you back and and freaking get away with it. Um, and it's just like that that level of creepiness that is. Like, it's Joker. Like, it it just feels like the Joker in a way. And that happened so much during Ready or Not. (laughs) And I'm like, this is incredible. (laughs) It also helps that, like, with the exception of one maid, there isn't a single person in that movie that doesn't try to kill her. (laughs) Uh Aha! I have something to talk about on that, though. Like, when I'm thinking about it, I mean, or, or, sorry, maim her and bring her back or whatever, but, like... I mean, the other two maids also don't, because they die ahead of time. Yeah. One of them, does one of them? No. Well, the one that's in the dumbwaiter calls her, rats her out. Actually, two of them rat her out. Two of them Yeah, and then one of them, one of them dies too quick to do yeah. anything. Yeah. But one of but them, like, it's weird. And then the fourth one, the butler guy, was totally. Yes. Like I, I was oh, waiting I'm... for the reveal that the butler was secretly the guy that they had all sold their soul to. By the way, that whole Me movie, too. the whole movie, I was waiting for him to turn around and be like, "I'm Levile, blah 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 blah, whatever the <laughs> name was they gave him. <laughs> I forget his name. Levile. 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 Yeah, it's it's Ladomus and Labelle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's it, it's first off the fact that this movie opens up like already there Mm -hmm. like already on the wedding day she's already in the wedding dress like there's no context for their lives outside of this well well there's the the very opening scene is their first ready or not night hide and seek right sorry the the family yes but i'm talking but even then that's in the house yeah so like so like you're in the house from the very beginning so yeah but i mean even just like grace and and alex just like the fact that there is literally no context for like and she says i grew up in foster homes and i've always wanted a family Mm -hmm. there's no context for how they live their lives outside of this house it is just like you're already in it and everybody in it is creepy as fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just like a simmering Simmer, there's like a simmering low level of creep that just kind of goes up and comes back down, but never goes below that because everybody is ready to kill in this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but also reluctantly, like they're so reluctantly because they're like, are we really doing this? Ha ha. Really I'm half joking. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. But like, but like also that first maid dies and like they're more their biggest concern is that they screwed up. Mm-hmm. They're not concerned that they killed a person. No. No, 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 no. They've all... It, They're it's, extremely it's selfish really, <laughs> It's really... It's a really interesting thing. And that, that terribly written uh, article that I sent you really oh. got me thinking um, about this and, like, about the motivations of each character, which, like, totally then brought me back to college. And then I was like, I just want to write a paper. This is, like, the movie that I would want to write a paper oh. about in college. The, the, re- the second like, I realized that the main character's name is Grace and the only other woman to marry into the family's name is Charity. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so obviously. Yeah. And and even she says, I'm not going back to that life I had before. Yeah. No other context to what that means. But you have the blonde in the white dress mm-hmm. named Grace and you have the brunette named Charity who's ready to kill the entire movie without any fucking yep. care. Because... because- yeah it's oh my god it's just so interesting but like you have you have all the people who basically married into the family um like well not even all of them it's really and i i can't think of her name uh andy Mc, andy Mc, andy mcdowell andy mcdowell um like she married into the family right 
right. She does not any... want to have any part of this by uh, she, the time of. Uh, by... Well, she does, but doesn't. She is reluctant the whole time, but is always willing to do it. And I yeah, think because... that's the interesting thing about it because she wholeheartedly believes, like her mm -hmm. husband, what's going to happen. Yes, exactly. I don't think there's a part of her that doesn't believe, uh, that doesn't believe in what's going to happen. And well, so, think... like, so I... she feels bad because she likes her, mm. but. It just is what it is, and we have yeah. to do it. Well, and I think it's a lot of a lot to come with. Um, first of all, like we don't know how many times it's happened, but we know that it's happened. So the movie starts with it with you know this hide and seek night where they have to basically make a sacrifice because you know their great grandfather, great uncle, whatever, made a deal with the devil, and when a new family member comes in. At midnight, they have to play a game, and if they pull the hide-and-seek hide and card, card, specifically yeah. the hide-and-seek card, they have it's to... A, it's a hunt to the a, death and a ritualistic killing at the end of the night and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's freaking most dangerous game, right? It, it becomes most dangerous game with a ritual at the end. Um, so, like, that happens, and then it doesn't happen for another 30 years. It doesn't happen again. <laughs> They do also, though, mention so... killing goats. So I get the impression that the week, that the years that it didn't, they didn't kill a person, they would still sacrifice a goat just to be safe. But <laughs> like, like that that year that Fitch pulled the old maid card, I got a feeling they all walked out to the barn and sacrificed a goat Probably. just to be safe. Well, that's just, the just thing. In case. So like, that's the thing. Maybe when it's not hide and seek, they do a, a goat instead. Like right. that could I can totally rally behind that. And like that's how they introduce the family member properly into the family it's like hey you're part of this family now this is what we do and by the way like sometimes it it's a person don't. yeah and sometimes it's a person you just gotta deal with that yeah. sometimes yeah. but it hasn't but happened like, in a while but fitch and charity very have never had to experience a legit hide and seek night they they so fitch is very much like i don't uh, whatever I, I'm here for the money, and my wife is drugged up most of the time, so woohoo, I'm rich. Like, I don't, he is just, like, this bumbling dude who, like, is ready to accept anything. Like, I don't think he, he has a level of uncaring that is very interesting, because he doesn't care until, like, later on in the film where he's when like, he realizes it might be bullshit for yeah, like 30 seconds yeah, that's the only time yeah. he legitimately is concerned yeah. yeah i mean he does say the line like when do we just cut and run and but like even that kind of felt jokey in a way right but he says it specifically to, to charity, charity someone else who is not a blood member of this family exactly so he's under the impression i think that's part of it i think what it is is he's under the impression that it actually doesn't even matter if the rest of the family dies yeah they're safe no matter what yeah. because they're not blood yeah i think that's a big part of his feelings toward yeah. that like, like he don't... doesn't ever think that he doesn't ever think he's actually in danger, in danger. because even yeah. if this weird crazy shit is real mm -hmm. he's never going to be involved mm -hmm. in that but the thing with Charity is, like, yeah, of course she is going to be on board because this is the first time she's ever had, uh, like... I'm starting to think that Charity may have killed before. Not as part of a ritual. <laughs> but I'm starting to think that maybe when Charity, says, when I Charity says, I will not go back to that life before that I had before. Right, because I think they're supposed to draw parallels to Grace that's like, yes, she also had a, yeah. had a hard upbringing like Grace did. Grace always wanted a family. Charity wanted money because, I don't know, maybe she was like, 
doing shit she needed out money? on the streets that included killing people. I don't know. I didn't, like, I didn't think of like, that. Like, the more That's I think about it, like, just the fact that she's okay with it makes me think that she's killed a person before. Yeah. Not as part of a ritual, but maybe she's just okay. She's a little too okay with it, even for it to be for it to be her first time. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's really interesting that also the only two family members who um, die naturally, and I'm putting, die, that, in, die and I'm putting that in yes. quotations. Die not at the ending. We're um, not going to the ending, but yeah, they, die not at the ending. The only two are really like, so it's it's Dylan, or right? Is that his name? Dylan? Danny. Danny. Daniel? Daniel. 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 So it's Daniel and Andy McDowell's character. So Daniel is played by Adam Brody. Um, but like they they're the two who are really against it. Like they're really the two that show any it. any version of remorse for it. He yeah. really does. Like he... Adam Brody does a phenomenal job playing someone who does not want to oh. be doing this shit. Well, especially... But realizes he also doesn't want people like he doesn't want his family to die. Like, he's choosing his family over mm -hmm. this one person. Yeah, exactly. Every time but this it's, happens. it's yeah. also very interesting, too, because, like, he had to see it as a kid, and he was the one who freaking gave up the person. Like, they, the only reason why they found Charles, I think was his name, is because Daniel was like, he's here. Like, I got him. And he was a kid. So, like, right, but he was saving, course, and he was saving Alex was, at the and time. And he was saving his brother He was, like, at saving time. Alex's soul at so, the time like, doing that. Yeah. In a way. So, yeah. like, it's this interesting thing but like and then andy mcdowell too she i mean she says at the beginning of the movie to young daniel being like i'm proud of you so it's like okay so you're kind of on board but i think like the years kind of just told on her and it's I don't a think lot it's even... but it's but it's really big on the fact that her son has fucking like left them because he Alex is like, I'm done with this. So right. to her, it's like, I've lost my son out of this. I don't care anymore. I just want him back. And I so, yeah, like, and, it, and even that, I don't think she ever like her her entire motivation is around getting Alex back into the family and the fact that she likes Grace. I don't think she yeah. feels bad about the idea of the actual killing. She feels bad killing Grace. Grace. Because yeah. she likes because she wants Alex back in the family. Mm -hmm. And she likes Grace. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing kind of means that neither of those things will happen now. Yeah, exactly. Because they have to kill Grace, which means Alex will leave. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that she feels bad about. I don't think she feels bad at all about the actual ritual itself. Yeah. That's, I mean, fair. That's fair. But, like, they're the only two who get... Um, this is also the first time it's happened since Helene's marriage, and it's yeah. like, so you don't know really, like, it's it's like, it's not like they're doing this every year, and so it's like, there's this weird idea of what they're okay with, Yeah, is like, well, we're okay as... with it, because it's once every 30 years, yeah. apparently, Yeah. so. But, it's a really, it's such an interesting movie, <laughs> and it's really fun! Oh, and that scream! Oh, the scream! Samara Weaving scream! I cannot like, like there's no way to describe it. No. You have to see this movie if only to hear scream. the scream that comes out of this woman's mouth yeah. because it is It's incredible. Oh my god. It's it's like the incredible is how I would describe that scream. And the especially the one at the end. Yes. Especially it's like the it's one it's at weird cuz it like crescendos. Like there is yeah. like she does it like two or three times throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. 
fair. She's like, you hear it. It's like, oh, that's a good, that's a good horror scream. Yeah. And then you hear it again. It's like, oh, that sounds, that sounds like a rough, it's getting rougher. And then that last one is just like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I was like, how did she even get that out of her body? Like, how did that even happen? And like, it's, oh, it just brings you into it, man. Like, it just brings you into the moment. It really does. Like, I felt like I was in that freaking world. <laughs> yeah, and it's perfect it's because like, it's like, it does the perfect thing of like, horror especially works really well in short bursts. That's why franchises, as funny as they are, as much as I love the 13, you know, Friday the 13th movies and the 8, 9 leprechaun movies that are out there the fact is there's a reason that like the first one is good and they're like the sequel might be okay and then the rest are fucking ridiculous and it's because short uh horror works best on a on a small scale because then it doesn't have to explain everything yeah the biggest problem with the horror franchise is that like you would never be fall into the concept of now i need to explain all of the intricate bullshit i created like all the mystery boxes i set up now we have to open them and see what's inside and so like as a short story, this is perfect. We don't need to know what their life is outside of that house, and we don't need to know what the life is that she's going back to. Yeah. But yeah, no. she's probably got a bunch of fucking money now because she's still technically married to the guy. Well, so that's a question so, that like, I have. So, like, right? she could take that money and fucking run. <laughs> that's a question I have, right? Okay. Because she, she is very much saved, right? Because, and... Like, I wonder if she didn't say the the words, I want a divorce, if she would have gotten saved. Possible. I mean, you also get the nod from the ghost. Yeah, that's <laughs> the true, funniest too. thing in the world. So it's but like, it's like maybe... because it's also like, remember, in this entire concept, she would be dead before, like, it's either her yeah, or them. Exactly. And so I was also am perfectly fine with the deal being that the rest of the family dies and she lives. Yeah. Like, that just is the deal. Yeah. I, I'm also be fine I'm too. totally fine like, with that because they never say. To, yeah, if she's able to beat you guys, if she wins hide and seek, you know she gets rewarded right. with her life. Like, now no, no the sh- next question after that is, yeah, it, she wins this time, but what happens if she gets married again? Yeah, like, <laughs> like does that all of a sudden become a problem? Does that does it? But does, I don't yeah, want does it to transfer. Exactly, <laughs> but you know what? Don't don't know. Don't need to know. Don't I, yeah. make a sequel because if you make a sequel, you're gonna start trying to answer those questions, if, and then it's gonna get dumb. Uh, if so a don't... sequel comes out of this, if a sequel comes out of it, I don't know if I could watch it because it's those are the kind of questions that are fun just to have a conversation about, but right. I don't want an answer. Like it's I don't want a definitive answer out of that at all, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I yeah. I am fine enough that I got to see the ghost freaking nod at her. That was fucking ridiculous. It's like, so fuck the ending of this movie. I know we've been spoiling a lot, but double triple spoilers. The end of this fucking movie is fucking insane. Oh my god. Like like someone looked at that and went, Well, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Let's yeah, just do it. Yeah. We set up these rules. We might as well follow these rules. Yeah. <laughs> and just, and like... so, I mean, basically, the end of the movie, huge spoilers. Basically, the end of the movie is they get to Dawn. She is still alive. And there's like a moment where you think they're where about that to die. devil is definitely toying with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They hit a totally. point where Satan is definitely Satan and Lavile. Lavile might just be Satan. I don't even want to get into that concept. Maybe. But, I don't like, know. but like, 
the guy, but like, there's like a definitely thirty seconds where they're just like fucking with them. It's like, yeah, yeah no, 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 oh, you don't understand this. Oh, oh except except for this part, bam, and they start exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it's incredible. So it is such an incredible effect. And like, there was a moment where I was like, cool movie. <laughs> Good for you for making this all a bullshit thing. You and I'm, created... I'm trying to whisper yes. because people in the house have not seen the movie yet. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like, like like there's a part of that. There's a way to end that movie where everybody still survives. And it's, it's just funny to watch yes! her walk away from the house as it burns yes. while the family watches it. And you're left with the question of what the fuck do these idiots do now? Yeah, that's also a good Jail ending. for one. But. <laughs> I like the idea that they were like that someone sat down with this script and when I set up rules, it's one of the biggest problems of horror movies is sometimes is that they set up rules and they don't follow their own rules. What if we just did it? We set up these rules for what's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so we just rolled, we rolled along with it. My favorite part of that moment was our fucking reaction. (laughs) Because like, <laughs> you mean the fact that like there was twenty people in that theater, and I think we laughed louder than everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and like, and that happens. The first explosion happens, and you and I like practically jumped out of our seats, <laughs> like cheering. And not like, even like, not yeah, even out of like yeah. both surprised and also so happy with that moment. <laughs> and it was just like all these other people are not into this movie as much. And it's like. Well, I don't care. I don't even care because this is so much fun. Oh man, yeah. I I want to just watch it again. I want to see it like five more times. <laughs> the uh, soundtrack's on Amazon. I'm looking at it right now. Ooh, it's all okay. score. Ooh. It's so like this guy Brian Taylor did the entire score, and then there's the hide and seek song. Oh my god! Fabulous How hide and seek song. song. Oh man, so that's the other. That's the other brilliant thing about like a low budget movie like that, where it's like, oh yeah, we got someone to make uh, a score because we couldn't license the music. We got this like one like uh, public, this like one public domain hundred year old song, and they made it perfect. They yep. used it once, and then they use it at the end. Perfect. You know, yes, that's exactly how you utilize that. And then just love me tender, yeah. <laughs> the love tender oh, uh, cover over the credits. So good. <laughs> just like yes. Oh man, but yeah, I. <sighs> it, it was just so good. It just you go see it, see everybody. It. We spoiled the ending, it. and yet we didn't talk about almost anything that happens in the middle no. of this movie, and that's that's exactly why yeah. the middle of the 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 movie is so good, start to finish. It's starting with like the opening conversation between grace and alex the entire characterization you get of those two and their relationship before the wedding is like oh this is like i would be friends with this woman Uh, yes yeah exactly same here she's like she's not like over the top in any direction she is just like she's down to earth like she she is she is literally someone that i would probably have have had a drink with in new mexico on a regular basis yeah yeah no, seriously, like that—that that would be the person who I'd be like, "Yeah, we're we're hanging out. Like, I don't care what you're doing. We're chilling out." Like, and because... you immediately are like, "I want this person to survive because yes. they just seem like a person. They yeah. seem like a human being." She, she, she seems so. F- yeah, that's a thing. Is that she felt so real that I was like, "This, this could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> this could have happened." She she totally encapsulated it, like it just took over that character, and I it was so real it was so real. <laughs> God, Ugh. God, I want to just watch it again right now. Me too. 
Uh, yeah. So Control also came out. <laughs> Damn it, Zach! I was gonna do the same thing. <laughs> um. Oh you, man! So we lost both control. Played, we both. God damn it! We're so we're terrible. We're, we're <laughs> freaking awful. So the we have been waiting for this since I don't know. Was it our first E3 episode that we saw yeah. the first trailer for it? I think. Yeah. Back in in 2017. Yes. Yep. Um, from Remedy, the people who make Alan Wake, and Quantum I think made the, Break. made Quantum Break, a game that I wish I could go back and finish. <sighs> So mad that I played the opening of that game and I, I could finish it. Let's be clear. I could just play that game without watching the movie. No, <laughs> but, you can't. But like, because it would make no sense. Major, it would make no sense because major freaking plot and, like, devices happen during I bet the episodes. You, there's a flow chart somewhere. I guarantee you there's a flow chart somewhere oh. with like links to YouTube videos where I can yeah. be like, these are the two choices I made. Show me this video. Yes. Okay, now these are the choices well, I made. Show me this video. Like I said, That's all of the episodes are on YouTube. They're yeah. just, you just broken find up the into left and right choices. Right, so you've got to make you've got to figure out the ones that you made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, yes, um, and also I think I'm pretty certain Remedy made the first two um, Max Payne games before, with along with Rockstar before the the third one. That which I mean, are that sounds familiar. Excellent, which are also excellent because Max Payne is in Quantum Break. He's on the um, I think it's the Alan Wake TV show or the yeah. cop TV show that you see all the time. Yeah, that the actor that's in that is the guy that was the model for Max Payne. Mm. Um. So, <laughs> how do we so control. explain what the fuck is going um, on? In I will explain it how I kind of explained it to a coworker today and sold my coworker on it. Um, uh, before you even played it. So, going off the minimal even played it. Even we had. Yeah. The, yeah. So, yeah. I, when we first saw, you know, first reported on our first, you know, E3 it, is when this game came out. And all I had to go off of was that first you know, teaser trailer of Jesse, um, her going through this building and it looked like the same, um, mechanics as quantum break. Whereas like you, you have, you know, you have time abilities in quantum break and, um, anytime you use them, the world gets shifted a little bit and it looks very like a, it looks like a broken mirror kind of. Um, so it looks like you're looking through crystals and whatnot. And that's what I saw in Control. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, that is that is what I want and I want to see what that means. Like, is it does it have anything to do with Quantum Break? No, it doesn't. But does it have anything to do with it? Does it have anything to do with Alan Wake? Um, that's all I went off of. And I was like, I loved Quantum Break like with every fiber of my being, I need to play this game. And I knew nothing about it. And, and, and like coming from a similar place, I loved Alan Wake, so that's all I needed to know yeah. going into going into control as well. Like I was just like, okay, yeah, it's remedy, they yeah. make good games. I like the early Max Payne games. I like Alan Wake perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're really good at mystery games. Like you really have to pay attention and read the shit that's around you to understand the whole story. And uh, granted, with Quantum Especially... Break, there, you know, with Quantum Break, I didn't read everything because I had a very small window of time to beat that game. Um, but it's still like, even if you don't pay attention, you still get something out of it. You still get an immensely like fun game with just like 
fun battle sequences of like play through and... this sci-fi original yeah, series yeah, basically pretty much. like you <laughs> you've get got an just... ashmore in there it's a sci-fi original series. <laughs> <laughs> um first of all also if and I, if 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 he shows up in control i'm gonna lose my shit <laughs> i've been waiting i haven't recognized anybody yet but uh <laughs> um sh- i mean the the woman who courtney hope hope is from yeah. quantum break she was in quantum break Okay, I mean, um, I just like her face. Did they do? Did they use like her face as the model? Because I like did not recognize her like face as anything. The way that you like recognize Sean Ashmore in um, I think Ashmore, so. whatever Ashmore yeah. is in. I think so. Well, because also with control. Well, before I get into that, we'll get into that after. But so basically, <laughs> then a couple months ago, there was a Game Informer lying around at work, so in the staff lounge. So I grabbed it and I read the cover article, <laughs> which was about what control. A fun- what a like! What a like! I only read Playboy for the articles way of saying <laughs> that sentence. Oh, it was a Game Informer at work in the in the break room somewhere. I came across this Game Informer. <laughs> but, but, but that day I was so excited to read the articles because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll get more information. I'm already gonna get this game, but I'll get more information as to what is going on. And what is going on is basically you as Jesse. Um, I can't pronounce here's her, the thing. I can't think of her last you name. Are You're Jesse, uh, Rare, Rare Den, Fenden, no, Fair, Fenden. Fairden, Fenden, Fairden, or something. Fairden, something Fairden, like that. Fairden. Fairden. Jesse Fairden. And you are the newly appointed director of the Federal Bureau of Control. Here's it the is, thing. That... You were told out right, right away. Sort of, except that that sentence is obfuscating a lot. First off, <laughs> you are controlling Jesse. Yes. You are... If you listen to the voiceover and the way that she's talking, you are not Jesse. You are someone Jesse is talking to who also happens to be moving her through this story. Well, yeah, it's very much. She says things like, are you with me? Yeah. Okay, here. Okay, we're going to get moved. Okay, you can start moving now and stuff like that. Like, she's very clearly talking to the player. It's totally a, but it's also like a retelling of what happened to her it's yeah, like she's in an interview a... it's like right, she's like in I'm an interview with someone right, and I'm you're playing the that they're memory. like that they're like okay now we're in the interrogation room and she's talking to sean ashmore like yeah. that's you know yeah. waiting for <laughs> but did you notice that because there, there's other stuff that happens like there is other stuff that happens so like because we, we have to start talking about what this game is actually doing so yeah you're you're the newly appointed director, but you're the newly appointed director because you walked into the office and the old director has shot himself with a gun that is also called the service weapon. Yep. And it's some sort of weird supernatural item and you pick it up and suddenly the entire building changes and replaces your face on the posters of all of the... Which is the, all I wanted. Of all of the, the, I was... the directors. And it's like, oh, you're the director now, by the way. Well, you also have to go through a trial. Like, yeah, it's very much through, like, you. And you go through, like, the, the, the like, here's how, the, the gun tutorial. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like, it's yeah. It's a trial. You... You're going through this astral plane of that is 100% can you handle this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but there's a, but then they um, call it something else, too, because they call it the astral plane, and then it's, like, astral <clears throat> plane slash something else. Because everything has, like, some sort of weird supernatural name, but also a weirdly mundane name to it. Well, so it's so it's like astral plane slash training. Is like... yeah, yeah, pretty much is what it is. But it's it because in the article that I read, it talks about how the astral plane, the astral yeah, the astral plane is your tutorial. Like right. it, that's what it is. And like, but and it's like, built and it's in this way. By... 
it's built in this way that like fits the game so it feels like you're still playing the game right. and, it, and, and it not runs, just that, and, it's, and it's so funny because you are the director of this secret government agency yeah. and it's the board telling you how like tutorializing how to for you yep. so it's like the astral plane slash the board says you need to go this way yeah exactly <laughs> and but it's but it is this thing of you know you're the the federal bureau of control the fbc uh is they kind of deal within within the supernatural stuff um, that happens in the world, and uh, with AWEs, which are altered world uh, altered world yeah. events. Events, yes. Um, and so they have like, objects of power, also yes. called oops. Oops. <laughs> uh, the OPP. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the not the OPP. No, the OOP. OOP. There we go. Not yeah. OPP. Damn yeah, it. you know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it it they very much do like deal in the supernatural stuff. And one of the biggest things that you learn is that as a child, Jesse saw something and the bureau covered it up because that's right. what their job is. And she's like, she's been trying to figure out what happened because something happened to her, her brother, brother in that event. Yeah. But like she shows up, she becomes the director and she runs into a woman who's like, well, cool you're the director now wait you were at ground zero of one of those events huh yeah. weird i guess that's probably why you're the director now yeah <laughs> because and... like this whole thing of like the like, supernatural it's not like supernatural like ghosts they call it actually like paranatural Para it's yeah, like the fabric of reality is yeah. tearing in places yeah. and also like uh, the whole idea of objects of power is like if you have if enough people have strong enough feelings on a thing it just gains power yep yeah and that's and and also they there's that thing that talks about DNA and like there's something spe like only a certain person can wield the object of power, so like only certain people can wield the service weapon, um, and she I guess is this special person she has like a special thing in her DNA or whatever, uh, but it very much there's that document that you pick up which I don't know how. I know that you've been exploring. I've been going around digging, yeah. digging up documents. I cannot remember what about DNA, so um, I might have missed it. So, the, well, <laughs> I, it's also my interpretation of it is basically how how I'm gonna. Is it just like the service weapon like that. explainer document? Kind I'm of. Going to yeah. Go back and read it, that. There's one that's just like uh, titled like the service weapon. Yeah. And here's the entire breakdown well, of it. And yeah. it, it it goes on at the very bottom. It talks about how it's like Milnor. Milnor? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, yes, I didn't get that. Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur. Something yeah. else I didn't recognize, yeah. but along so those like, lines. So it's like, it's very much this, you know, thing that chooses its owner, pretty much. And you have to show that you're worthy. And if you don't show that you're worthy, well, you're dead. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is so eloquently put in the in the training video or in the information video of the guy being like, Oh, so my you, God. That if guy, you survive... If you survive this Russian roulette, good for you. You've got a job. If you don't, well, then you're fired. And that makes, basically means you're dead. Do you recognize that guy or his voice, by the way? Because I don't remember how often kind he would have come up on a break. Kind of. But uh, that's Alan Wake. That's is who that, it? That, that's who that actor is. Yeah, oh. that's the guy who voices and is modeled that Alan Wake is modeled after. So I think in quantum break because you watch the episodes that are based on his shows and stuff. I'm sure he shows up in like some of those. Um, cause, cause throughout that. Alan Wake, you run into the, what, what's it called? Not the Twilight Zone, but the Twilight Zone version that they have that are based on Alan Wake stories or whatever. Oh, I don't remember. Um, cause throughout Alan Wake, you're seeing different, um, episodes of that. 
uh, and there are episodes I where it's like it. Alan Wake is in them yeah. and, and stuff like that. But he's also obviously like the main character through the whole thing. So I was like, I was like watching those and I was listening. I was like, why does this guy's voice sound so? Familiar? What is? It why is does that him. sound so that's familiar? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's fucking Alan Wake. Yeah, that's in- I and I've never, I never played Alan Wake, so I don't know that. Uh, have you have you gone into your inventory and just watched that by the way? Because that's under one of your tabs now. Yes. Every time you watch one of those projected, yeah, yes. it's great because you can just sit there for for two minutes and watch like a 60s I've style it twice. goofy video of <laughs> this little cube is an object of power yeah because everybody loves it no i uh yeah but this game is really f- but then like with my head yeah because then you're like going through this building and because like the concept of a government building in a bur- building built on bureaucracy is that like you can get lost because everything looks the same Mm. and they took that concept it was like yeah but also what if you went around a corner and everything shifted a little bit and then you went around a corner and you were back in the other room again and then you went around the corner and you were back in this room again but everything's the first first time it happened oh my god my brain the first time it happened i was like what the fuck just happened i had to turn and, around now i was like wait no the janitor's still back there so i definitely am going in yeah. the right direction from where i turned to which to which i will Dev, Devin was watching me play and he's like someone didn't read something on the wall and i was like but i did i did read that i just didn't understand what it meant but there's that line there's that poster that says um building shifts uh delays mm-hmm. due to building shifts do not count towards overtime or oh. something Speaking of those, and, speaking and of those documents, by the way, I, the best one I picked up was when a guy is like, "Hey, can we figure out what the hell happened to the executive bathroom? Because I have not." I haven't read that one. I picked it up. It. So, guy, because I was like, I haven't been able to find the bathroom oh, for three weeks. That's great. <laughs> I I wanted to. I didn't read that one. I just picked it up, but I saw the title of it, and I'm like, "That's incredible." Oh man, it's just um, like a memo. It's but just yeah, like, has anybody seen the bathroom? Yeah. But it was so funny because Devin's like, someone didn't read the sign. And I was like, wait, what sign? Did I miss it? And I had taken a picture of it because I've been taking pictures of a lot of cool stuff. Um, and I read it and I was like, oh, I did read that sign, but I didn't even like, con- like understand what it meant. But right, like, because you haven't hit the point shit. that explains what it means yet. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah, like incredible. I walked into a room and I was like, oh, this lobby looks exactly like the one I just came out of. Did I t- turn around? Nope, it's still here. Oh, yeah. funny, government building. They yeah. all look the same. <laughs> I didn't they think anything of it. <laughs> no, it was just like this cool thing where I'm like, that is really oh, nice man. attention to detail. Thank you, game. But well, it was so, it's so much fun. And like the, com- I did not realize what the combat was going to be. I knew you had... I knew that you had to fight stuff. I knew that you had a gun. I knew that you had a weapon, but I didn't realize the people would just fall from the sky. Oh my God. Like, there's people just floating and chanting above you for this yes! entire game. They're just chanting things and it's not subtitled. So you can't see what they're saying. They're just, they're just like, kind of humming. Like, every now and then you can pick up on a word and it's like, what the fuck happened to yeah. you guys? Who hurt you? Like, because it's like, oh. I love this this like concept of like, oh, she's been searching for this government agency this whole time. She gets to them, and when she finally finds them, they're under fucking quarantine because their shit's already fucked up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I found the people who can give me answers. Oh, they're all dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I have to fix this situation now so I can get my answers. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, I don't did know. You, did you catch the line from the janitor when he responded to her voiceover, by the way? Yes. 
Yes. That's the thing that made me go, oh, shit, I need to pay more attention to what she's saying mm-hmm. now. Because she's like, oh, I've done a bunch of late night service jobs before. This guy is, uh, this guy's much more of a friendly face than you would think. And he's yeah. like, hmm, what face are you talking about? And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's better to have, you. it's better to have, he was like something about like, it's better to have a faceless face than no face at all or something like that. Right. And I was like, don't do that game. <laughs> don't start doing that. That's not fair or what? like. I don't know what's real in this game anymore. Yeah. But I am so happy that, cause all I wanted, all I wanted after that, after you become the director is your picture to be on the walls. And it was. And I'm so happy. Just like immediately, it's just like you turn around and it's like, yeah. oh, you're the director. And then, yeah. so so you reach the, the part where you, you save the team out of the, the safe room and you meet Emily Pope. Yes. And like she walks out of the room and just goes, oh, yeah, the new director. Why do you know that? Yeah. You, you've been in this room for the it's last normal. 30 minutes. It's normal, I guess. <clears throat> Did, like did, did you get like a? Did you get like an email? Did a memo go oh, out man. after you found the dead body of I the other director? I wouldn't be surprised. That like, By the way, there's a new director. <laughs> She's not gonna understand jack shit because that's the other thing. They're perfectly fine with the fact that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like it's not like you, it's not like oh you're the director you've always been the director why don't you know this or that it's like yeah. oh yeah you're the director now let me let me help you get settled because yeah, you're gonna was... be a little confused for a while i thought i did have a, i thought that it was gonna be one of those situations where it's like you've always been the director what are you talking about um i'm happy it's not i'm happy that emily is in just as much as much of the dark as you are as jesse is and, and, and but Jessie in different like... ways Right, too. and Jesse is like, like, I don't know how much she's is, is like giving you just enough to be like, I don't know how much this is bullshit. I don't know exactly. how much I'm being lied to right now. So yeah. we're just going to run through this com- like there's there's conversation trees ish in that you can ask about topics, but otherwise this is just a game saying like Jesse is this character, yep. and she thinks this way, yeah. and because they've established that you are not Jesse, <laughs> you are a third party. Watching Jesse's watching story, Jesse, or listening, listening to Jesse's story. Listening to Jesse's story. Like, it's like it's a situation in which like she's gonna do what she's gonna do mm-hmm. and make her decisions, and you're just gonna have to watch that unfold. Yeah. So like, okay, sure, I'm yeah. along for that ride. And I'm I'm happy about that too because I don't like I don't love um, um, conversation trees. They work for me in Horizon Zero Dawn, but but even like, then. Like you choose a thing, and then people like that. Like Aloy puts that yeah shit into the conversation. Like she's gonna say what she's gonna say, and exactly. people are gonna respond to it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Yeah, she does. She very much. You basically choose like the idea that you want Aloy to talk about, and then she <laughs> just says whatever Aloy's gonna say. She, she's gonna she say what she's gonna say. Shit. And the other person's like, gonna hit on you as a response yeah. because that's what happens to Aloy. Yep. Two things. Someone either tells her that she needs a bath. Or that she's hot. That's the only two <laughs> conversations that Aloy ever has. Oh man, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm loving control so far, and yeah. I don't know what the. F- I mean, I kind of know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I'm like, but... I'm like one section further from you. I, I hit the first like mini boss ish kind yeah. of thing as they like try to change anything, but like, I, but I've been, I've also been having fun with like. Alan Wake for a long time was not available on Steam anymore because of music rights. Mm. Specifically, they had a, a oh, scene yes. yep, yep, that yep. used a specific song that was real and the, they lost the rights, the digital like sale rights to it. So mm. all of a sudden they couldn't sell the game anymore and all that stuff. And I like 
that uh, Control responded by, I have now run into five separate radios with five different songs on them. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if they're real or not. But just two. like, But it's just like the fact that Control was like, oh, what? We lost the rights to sell Alan Wake because music? Fuck it. Radio, yeah. radio, radio. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I will share that I have died twice. I've died a few times, too. It's um, fine. <laughs> that was jarring the first time. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out the health pickup thing because yeah. I didn't quite see the, like, little blue specks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But once I started to kind of figure that out and, like, really be like, okay, so if I kill this guy here, I can run around, pick up the health as I go by, and then kill this guy. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the combat is really interesting because you really do just Did gotta you... keep running in a circle. Until I actually also dead. need to find something out from you. Uh huh. So I can crouch. I don't know how to crouch. Okay. So I think it's a thing. I think it's locked. I think you can't crouch at the beginning of the game. Then, okay. Because I tried it a thousand times. It is tight. It is mapped to uh, the right thumbstick, okay. like click. But I think it literally does not let you crouch until a certain point in the game then. All right. Because I, I, like, at some point, I just started doing it, and I was like, I swear I've hit this button a thousand times and nothing happened. All right. I'm so going to have to try just, it now. Yeah. Because so, there so was, sometimes I was so upset where, where I yeah, couldn't some, crouch. Yeah, sometimes soon after where you are, it will let you. A thing does eventually pop up and be like, you can crouch <laughs> with R3, but I was crouching, like, a little bit before that, yeah. so I must have hit whatever room that's supposed to happen in so yes there is like it is it is mapped to because you're still technically we are still technically in the opening tutorial of this game yeah so like it just eventually is just like you hit a certain room in the mission list and then you can start couching yeah yeah it made me so upset yeah because i I was confused for a long time but yeah yeah eventually you get to crouch good good yeah there was something else i was gonna say about something i don't remember this game is messing me up man <laughs> it's great i love it um yeah what was i gonna say about fighting you run around shoot stuff like shoot punch with your massive oh, telekinetic just incredible. like explosion have you done that just in a room by the way yeah just like broke desks and yeah accidentally yeah. I, I turned around and i was like well out. i guess i'm trashing this office now yeah. i'm just <laughs> it freaked me out um <laughs> God, I wish I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Good. It's very good right now. We'll see where it goes after this, but as, as far as I'm concerned, it's a, it's a hit right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I agree. happy. I agree. Um, yeah. Federal Bureau <laughs> of Control. It's such a place. Like, everything is so basically named. Yeah. Um, so when you talked to Emily Pope, did you go through the whole conversation tree? Mm-mm. Okay. I have not. So, I just like had my meeting with her in the boardroom. Okay, so you can so, so, so you can then sit back down and like it'll give you a list of to topics her. to yeah. ask about. Nope, yeah, I haven't so, done. Okay. I haven't done. Okay, any never mind. Of that. That. So I won't talk about that yet because she reveals something that I find hilarious in that. But um, have you looked in the vending machines? Yes. At the chips and uh-huh. the candy bars. They're candy just bar, white bag. Pistachios. Chips. Yeah, it's <laughs> very. It's uh. It's freaking. They live. It's like it's they my, live. It, and it's literally this is like this is hitting so much of my shit like oh, yeah. i love the idea of like an evil corporate like of, of like an evil bureau or like an evil group but they're in like a boring ass office building i love that shit mm-hmm. i love all of the what is reality shit yep. i love the fact that in her opening co- monologue about the poster in the the prison and the poster yeah. she references Shawshank redemption 
Okay. Because she says she says that there was a she says you're in like it's a, you're it's in a prison like cell person. and there's a there's a poster and there's a landscape or it's a pretty lady like that movie once. Yeah. She's referencing Shawshank Redemption. I wasn't and the, like, talking about the Rita Hayworth poster. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Shawshank or if it was something else, but I I yeah I picked up on that. Yeah. Which is like, which is great because like Alan Wake is basically a Stephen King story, yeah. and so to be like, so for them to reference a Stephen King story at the beginning of this, it's like, oh yes, yeah, thank you. Okay, I'm in, I'm immediately I'm in love with this game. Yeah. No, I'm. I, it's checking a lot of boxes for me too, which is similar to yours, but um, just the the sheer of what the hell just happened is something that I fucking love in video games. Because it just makes me want to continue playing the game. <laughs> if you give me too much, I'm like, meh, whatever. But yeah, I need a good no, mystery. Again, much like I much like Ready or Not, mystery. it's all in one specific building. Yeah, a building that is bigger on the inside, like the target. Like the target. But that's that's another <laughs> a thing building, too. Uh, oh, I, so you might not have even heard what the building is called. So I'm not even gonna call it say, say that either. Damn it! Um, the building is also a ridiculous name. No, I have heard it. Hold uh, on. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard it. It's it's said, but I don't know if it's specifically referenced that that's the name of the building or if it's like if we're ever it's no, trying to No, I know what it's called. Else. I just can't think of it. The, can... the oldest house? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the building is just called the, the oldest, oldest house because they're like cuz this government agency went, yeah. yeah, we do some stuff with weird shit and we found this building that is nothing but weird shit. So yep. we just kind of moved our offices into the weird shit building. My favorite well, thing hey, is Hey, maybe that was a bad idea. My... Idiots. My... <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing too is also um, the painting of the oldest house that you can find. Have you seen that? No, I there's, don't think I did. There's a painting. So there, like when you first walk through, like the first, the first lobby. Right. There's the picture of the director, and then and the picture of the janitor from behind. Well, I found that one. Not even that one. I saw that too. Uh, but after that, when you go into the director's office and you get all the, you get the gun. That mm -hmm. part. You walk okay. through, and there's a picture of the director, and then next to it, it's a picture of the oldest house. And it's underneath it. You can just make out the plaque that says, the oldest house, founded August 4th, um, I guess 1968. And I'm like, that is a beautiful painting of this of this area. And then across it, it's like, it's like farm images of like huh. people riding horses and like the West it's like what this why are these here <laughs> um but no it yeah, really because you, yeah yeah oh god again i have to remember where you're at so i don't start talking about things no, no, it's that's weird fine. it's annoying because like i'm gonna start saying things that are in the conversation you're about to have yeah yeah no it's just yeah. it really does hit all those things of like i freaking love that the the vending machines i love the vending machines so much because it all i can think of was they live and when he puts on the glasses, you see all of the propaganda and all of that, you know? You've seen They Live, right? Did I've I seen just, bits and pieces of They Live. Did I just spoil They Live for you? No, I mean, no. Good. I know what They Live is Good. about, ostensibly. I love that it's about, movie. It's about a really long fight scene. It's... No. <laughs> I know. You're wrong. Um, no. No, I know, I know, I love they live and bubblegum you should watch um, they live oh I, it's yes so yes good. I should. it's so freaking good but anyways back to control but yeah it really hits on that it hits on all of the just 
craziness. I love, I also love it because it happened in another game. Oh, it happens in Rhyme where, which is weird, where like shifting planes happens where the way you came, you can no longer go. And I'm like, that is such a cool concept to me in a, in a video game, in a story, really. And it gives it that level of creepiness, but like a fun level of creepiness, not a scary level, like just a, all right, so clearly I just need to keep going and I'll be guess fine. I, guess I can't go back there now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it's the purple, it purple. It's the perfect level of mystery and creepiness that I just needed and love. <laughs> Without feeling really, completely like helpless, I which really is like read, the thing that horror games yeah. tend to do. Yeah. Yeah. I should really read some Stephen King <laughs> yes. and like H.P. Lovecraft probably. Oh, and Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks. Oh, that's the other thing. I've been done. I've done nothing but keep listening to this Twin Peaks podcast. And I finally bought. I spent the money on the box set that's coming in December. I know. So like, Ugh. my brain has just been steeped in this like weird. And I watched Eraserhead for the first time. I wanted to talk to you about that. Oh, it's a weird movie. It is it's a, a weird, weird movie. movie. So like, my brain is like in this weird space right now where it's like trying to understand shit mm -hmm. and so like to then go into control <laughs> yeah no i hear you my ya. brain is in a weird space my brain is in a weird space because of hilda i'm like i just finished hilda and it's very much everybody is cool with all this weird shit that's going on it's just part of life but like man the weird shit that they're dealing with is weird <laughs> like freaking freaking uh, I can't even go into it because you haven't finished it. I don't know if you're going to finish it. I'll try and finish it for next week. That sounds like something we could talk about. But, like, yeah. Oh. It's just, like, I mean, it's childish weird, but it's not at the same time. It's very much like these kids kind of need to be adult right now because they're dealing with some shit. It's like uh, fairy tales where, like, yeah. it's like, oh, this is a kid's story, yeah. but also preparing you for yeah. adulthood. But, God, Eraserhead. We need to talk about Eraserhead. Oh, I need another week to think on it, I think. Was it, the fir was it your first time watching it? It was my first time watching it. I, I realized, I realized, like, I had, I don't think I've ever watched a David Lynch film outside of, like, Twin Peaks stuff. Uh -huh. So I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch David Lynch movies. And I was like, oh, Eraserhead is three bucks to rent. Yeah. Go watch that because I know it's supposed to be weird and it's good. that should be cool. I, and I was I, like, I, mm, I really what like is... Eraserhead. I'm... I liked it. I'm still trying to decide. Speaking of a, a move, uh, like speaking of things where like I don't know what's real yep. and what's perception yep. in that movie. No, I got you. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's a really interesting, cool movie. I had to watch it in, uh, I think, an audio class. I, yeah, the second you were like, yeah. yeah, when you were like, oh, I've seen that, I was like, well, of course, because that sounds like exactly like something a film yeah. class would want to watch. Oh yeah. God, uh, yeah, so, so uh, this is another reason we need to watch Twin Peaks then, because the guy who plays um, Henry in Eraserhead is in Twin Peaks. Uh, Jack oh. Nance is, Jack Nance was basically huge friends with with David Lynch. That's how he ended up getting the movie. And in fact, uh, a woman that ended up being a camera person in that, she was in a scene that got cut, but the log lady, do you know yep. the log lady from Twin Peaks? That's uh, Catherine Coulson. That's Jack Nance's wife and okay. another good friend of... of um, david lynch okay so like they've all known each other for years but 
Yeah, Jack Dance has the greatest line. That line that move that with the opening of Twin Peaks where he picks up the phone and calls the sheriff and just says, She's dead, mm-hmm. wrapped in plastic. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah. Like that that opens that series. Oh my god. It's ridiculous. It's great. Uh yeah. So So this has been Sarah Board Jr. Go watch Ready or Not. Go play yes. Control. Yes. And Star Wars. Get excited for Star Wars get if you're excited, excited for it. Get excited. If not, make up your own weird storylines about get it. Get hyped. Get hyped. I don't know. But I yeah. want I want Mark Hamill to come back as Luke with two U's, an actual character that exists in the extended universe. Oh, my God. He is a clone that was grown from his chopped off hand. I want that in... Rise of, Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I want that to be the rise, of the, to be the rise of the Skywalker. I want that Skywalker oh my... to be the one that rises. <laughs> oh my god. This has been Sarah Report Jr., everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube if you search Sarah Report Jr., and that's Sarah Report Jr. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at Sarah Report Jr. Uh, as well can, as iTunes and all of the well other podcasts. As well as iTunes and all of that. Players, I forgot yes. iTunes. Um, all of that. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at <clears> Dale's Brain. I am at Zerwhiskey. And if you want to tweet at us and let us know how you feel, if you've if after you see Ready or Not and after you play Control, please let us do do that. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Let's go get ice cream. I need ice cream. I've already had my comfort food, but now I need ice cream. Cool. Take it away, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.